0: may say hey this guy's a a three from a 3.5 up we can afford to for each one of those tenth tenths of gpa we can give you another two grand in scholarship academic and now baseball can come in and give you a 25 30 percent and we can make this manageable you make it so much easier on it and you hamstring yourself if starting as a freshman that's when it always happens freshman sophomore you tank and then try to pick it up, and you're, you're rolling in with a 2.8, 3.0 because you slacked off those first few years.
1: This is Coach Matt McGowan with the Baseball Playground. We have a huge, influential guest, Dave Webb, one of the winningest coaches with Team USA. He's also in charge of the task force for the 17U Week this year in Arizona. So excited to have him. Also, not to mention, he's been a coach at Corona del Sol, in Tempe, Arizona, and you've won the state. You've you've done you've done everything right. You've you've been a part of everything. You've done everything. We're so excited you're here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us about your journey. How did you get into baseball? How did you you know start this this path? Ooh, wow, baseball specific. I don't I don't know if I had a
0: choice. My dad was a coach for 35 years, high school coach, uh, in the Arizona State Hall, Baseball Hall of Fame for wow. coaches. Um, so I grew up on a baseball field. I was a baseball rat. Uh, I ended up going, um, out of high school after playing for him. I went to Scottsdale community college. I played a couple years there and then I went to grand Canyon in the years. The first time grand Canyon was division one in the early nineties. I went there and played for a couple years and, uh, never thought I was going to be a coach to be honest, even though I grew up on it. I love it. It's a huge part of who I am as a kid. I was like, ah, you know, my brothers went to business route. Maybe I'm going to do that. I got about two years in, did some, uh, uh, volunteering over the summer at Corona and just was like, I think I found my calling. It was weird how it happened. <clears throat> um, changed my, changed my major and decided to do, I was, I was paranoid that I was going to be the teacher part of it. <laughs> and now it's just the easiest thing in the world for me to stand up in front of people and talk. And it's funny cause I was kind of shy as a kid, but uh, yeah, I'm a teacher. I'm a high school, you know, baseball coach. I absolutely love it. Um, and uh, I wouldn't do anything else. I love the classroom. I love the baseball field. Just an extension of the classroom. And uh, the rest is history. I've
1: had some amazing opportunities from that point on, yeah. I feel you're like so many coaches that teach because I am. I also coach and teach. I had a life before that. I worked for Showtime Networks and did some really cool shows. Mm-hmm. And, then you know, that was kind of my journey at, at one point. Mm-hmm. And then decided that wasn't really – my calling and, and similar to you. And I'm going to, I'm going to coach and teach, but I feel like we're kind of the same person. I coach and, and then I teach, right? Yeah. Like I, I want to be a baseball coach and, yeah. and teaching is just happens to be a part of it. So yeah. I, um, I love it. I love
0: it. I actually, I actually teach, believe it or not. I've taught American history for 25 years, but in the last six years, I actually started an elective. It's called pop culture in America. I love it. So, like three, four hours a day, I'm teaching pop culture. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I mean, it's amazing.
1: That's awesome. It's, I teach PE, fun. so you, you know, it's not it's not right. you know, right. I'm, we're not trying to work too hard. You know, well, semi-retired, you know, is what I say. So kids need PE uh, too, hundred percent, especially nowadays. Yes, with, they do. With you know how obesity is going. Yeah. So, but anyway, getting off topic, Dave, tell us you're, you're part of the USA Baseball. You've been doing it for a long time, I believe. Are you the winningest coach? right now 30, 39 and one is I what have, i is what i, I have, read i have no, you know if you're not I you're probably the, 39 and one. you're 39 and one all okay. right and you have a bunch of gold medals and and you've done some amazing things how did that part start
0: um actually a guy i coached with uh was doing some stuff with usa baseball and um usa baseball used to have its home down in tucson and even in arizona we didn't know much about it, it was so small it was such a small microcosm and you're somehow the olympic teams came out of that and there was this thing called junior olympic which was played in joplin uh missouri and uh one year they decided to have a thing called the 16 u west championships and i think it was 1998 and i went down there with a coach who was going down there to work and he said hey they need a score they need scorekeepers so i was an assistant at the time and i'm like hey yeah they'll pay you some money each time scorekeeping and uh it was a grind, 9, 12, three, six, nine games, like five wow. days a week. I mean, it was long, but I loved being a part of it. And I just kept coming back and doing that and kind of worked up the scales. I became a head coach. And um, uh, it, it was a, a young guy who worked for, for USA at the time named Rick Riccobono, and they were starting the 14U national program. And I had worked up to kind of helping on task force as a young head coach. And he said, hey, uh, I want you to help start the 14U program. So uh, I jumped on board and been on five national teams. Amazing. Uh, yeah, last one was in two thousand thirteen. So that's awesome, and yeah. you won. Yes.
1: Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's that's amazing. That's we hear so many people that come to this event, the, the dreaded task force, right? Like, oh my right. gosh, they 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 make your fate or they they you know they eliminate you right away. Right. Talk to us about what the task force does, and you're identifying the top one percent, but. What are you looking for that separates those players? Right, you got to understand too. It's like
0: I mean, I'm coming from a high school coach in Arizona, and a huge part of this tournament comes from California, it's such a hotbed of talent, and so many teams in this West event come from California. Uh, so, a lot of these kids I haven't seen. I haven't stu- I don't st- I don't go and study meticulously about, um, you know, uh, perfect game lists or or PBR lists and rankings and stuff like that. We'll mention them sometimes but a lot of times it really comes down to when you come to an event like this, you have to perform and that's what they kind of miss. They're like, hey, I'm the second best shortstop in California Um, and that's great, but if you come here and in front of our eyes, you basically take five days off (laughs) and you don't perform and you have maybe a terrible week or maybe a very average week and someone else doesn't, that's kind of the cool thing is a lot of the the guys that come here, even though I don't think that's what's going on in in back channels, they think we know everything, Mm I'm going from a fresh perspective, yeah. And you step up and you you get on our radar, and we keep watching you throughout the week. And you have a great week; you have a great chance. It, it, you really do. And I know they don't want to believe
1: it happens like that, but it does. So you end up getting an invite to go to the U, to to be a part of the USA team. Uh-huh. You still that doesn't mean that you're on the team. You have to go to North Carolina. Then it's a bunch of uh, groups of. National championships from North Carolina, Florida, and Arizona meet up. Talk to us about that process. So they kind of changed it
0: now. Uh, It used to be Florida, but so much rain and and so many games got put behind. I think teams started dropping out because of just the continuity of it. They couldn't keep that going because of the rain in Florida at that time. So they moved it to Cary. At the uh, 17U level, which I'm working this year, for instance, last week I was in North Carolina. Um, They have four main fields there, so they don't have huge complexes like they do out here in Arizona. So. They picked really sixteen really really talented teams. It's an invite only event. Um, you go they're full of SEC uh, commits. I mean, just unbelievable talent. Yeah. Uh, and um, they play through that tournament, uh, it, through it, throughout the tournament, kind of like this one. Uh, after the first three days, we all sit down and we've been kind of marking off kids, and we're looking mostly for twenty twenty five kids. Yeah. And I, I, again, I don't know how much coaches have told parents. That they're like, why aren't they talking to Bobby, who's a 24, you know, he's a 24, so we don't have eyes on him. He's just not our age right now that we need to be looking for. And in this event, we try to find those 25s. Uh, Last week and this week, we then go into midweek and we do a workout, which we'll do today at 5. We give him a letter and say, hey, this is by no means an invitation to play on the team or anything. We just want to see you, like in a more intimate setting. So today we'll have a workout at 5. We'll go out there, uh, we'll do mostly ground balls, try to keep the throws down because arms, it's a long week. Absolutely. But we'll see some work some footwork in the outfield infield, let him swing the bat a little bit, maybe get some feedback there, and then follow him these last couple days. Uh, from this, then, um, if, if when, when we whittle it down and then we give our opinions, our write-ups, our scouting reports uh, to the kind of higher-ups at 17U and the director of 18U, They'll draw out a i'm not really sure how many guys are invited to what's called NTDP National Team Development Program, but it's late July uh, those guys that get picked will come there's a fair amount of them mm-hmm. and uh, they'll go they'll separate them into teams and really they function almost as a national team yeah they go there so we can get more eyes on them Scouts will show up and watch uh, both college and pro um, they get all kinds of like um little conferences with guys who, who talk to them about what an advisor is, um, you know, an agent, um, how to budget your money. I mean, they get all kinds of little deals like that. They get all the USA gear, and they compete against the best. Um,
1: yeah, that's like the Stars and Stripes games and things like yes, that, Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. And that's in lieu of the fact that, um, like, when I first started, there was a only a 16-18 college team, and then it jumps up to, like, what became Olympic or World Baseball Classic, right? Yeah. Um, so that went on, and in the early 2010s, teens, the WBSC changed it, and they changed the age groups. Yeah. So I think it was 2013, because that was the year I took the 12s for the mm-hmm. first year. Uh, and they said, no more 16s and no more 14s. We're going to make a 15 age group and a 12. So now the ages are, there's a 12U, there's a 15U, there's an 18U, then you go collegiate teams and then up. So it leaves kind of a gap in that 16-17 area. Uh, And, you know, we want to be prepared for what lies ahead for the 18s. So that's why they created this national team development. So at 16-17, we can see see those kids and say, hey, that's a kid last year that really performed. He's really on our radar. Went back to North Carolina, performed. Let's go ahead and uh, keep eyes on him as he hopefully tries to make that PDP league. Yeah. Uh, Which is huge. It's like that's like to me. It's the major leagues of high school. (laughs) It is. If you're making that, you're a big leaguer in high school playing uh, for 12 days. I think it starts next week back in North Carolina. I believe
1: Pete Crow Armstrong was there a couple times. Yes,
0: it it is some of the best of the best. Uh, And out of that, they'll they'll take some of those kids to to make the 18U national team to go to Japan later this year and hopefully win gold again.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the plan is is gold medal and that's what this is all all about. I, I try to explain to the parents that, you know, attend these events that there are colleges all over this this place. I mean, they are looking for not only the people that are on their list, but, you know, the younger guys that they need to, you know, put on their list. And especially with the new recruitment changes that are Ooh. happening in college, this is going to basically become a showcase. It's, it's this gonna is going to, you know, showcases are kind of, I think, are going to dwindle because they won't be able to talk to them as, as much as they can when they get on campus for right. camps and things like that. So talk to us about that. What are your thoughts on we, that?
0: We talked about that last week at East Champs. We were talking about how the 16s, especially the 16U tournament, which is happening next week here in, in back east. It's actually happening right now back east and then next week here in Phoenix. Um, that age, because most of them will lead into that August yeah. offer date for junior year, which is now the new medium in, in, in NCAA, that's... That's going to change that. That 16U event, I can only imagine next year what it's going to look like. It is going to be just packed, packed with scouts. You're crazy if you don't come to that, yeah. because it's that last chance before you're going to, you know, with some kids, going to maybe offer them starting in August. So that's going to change the layout of how how things work. I'm really fascinated to see. I think next next year we'll we'll really get an idea of what it looks like moving forward. It's going to be great. With that recruiting. It's yeah.
1: going to be amazing. And the 17 event, though, next year will be the last chance for those those seniors exactly. to, that are going to be incoming seniors right. to really get that last look. Get a late bloomer. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot this week.
0: It's, it's pretty cool because, you know, you go to so many events, and this kid's ranked, he's been ranked in this, or, or he's been – committed since eighth grade yeah and and I've seen a lot of those kids committed to big schools and you'll watch them by the time they're 17 16 17 you're like oh I don't know man this could be you know kind of a futile thing for you but then again on the flip side of that in this 17 event I'm doing right now I've seen a lot of kids who I they're not committed they're not and I'm going wow this is a diamond in the rough right here hopefully guys are here watching him because he's a late bloomer yeah, and, no, and it'd absolutely. Be a late pickup and surprise everybody.
1: Yeah, I think you see that too. We talked to a couple of kids from Tri County, and and mm-hmm. you know they're a great team, and they have some some guys. All most of them are committed, but yeah. you know some of these guys were like, yeah, I'm not committed, and you know I you know I'm doing this and doing that, and now I'm talking to this coach, and right. they don't like. I truly feel that a lot of parents don't understand how important it is to showcase your kid at an event like this, yes. rather than some tournament in the middle of texas on a random weekend um talk to us about how important it is for the usa events where these college coaches trust your opinion yeah right you you create that team yeah. they're like this is these are this is the list i want to see right and you can hate, people can hate the process.
0: That's okay. I mean, they, they have every right to, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, you got to go to this or you got to go to that. And, and that has become the process. You mentioned earlier going to like prospect camps. That has become a huge thing. I mean, Division One schools can save a bundle of money. The old school days of, hey, fly me out or, you know, fly me out to your school and give me a weekend where you pay for this and that and we can talk to you. Yeah. You know, instead it's just like, hey, here's a prospect camp. Here's a prospect camp. Come to us. We don't have to spend any money on flying anybody out to watch you, flying you in, and we can get all the best teams in one spot to play in front of us, scout scout it like crazy, and we can get all we need. Um, so between prospect camps and, and USA Baseball, bigger events that they're going to go to, there is, for the kid that's looking to make it, whether we like the process or not, that's kind of what we're trending towards, yeah. that you're getting to those bigger events. So I always tell our kids um when they're picking i i got tired of injuries in the summer for instance for sure because we were doing a summer ball team um you and your high school team my high school team correct and then like usa events and perfect game events were popping up and i knew those were going to be really high scouted and i'm like who am i to tell a kid not to go to that and a couple things happened one it was pulling them in both directions like well i don't want to let coach webb down i want to play for the team but now you're giving up maybe an opportunity Absolutely. where there's going to be a ton of scouts. And so who am I to say to keep the kid from that? And there was this constant pull. And don't even get me started on injuries because the kid never wants to let you down, right? Yeah. And so uh, he, he, he's going to say, oh, I'm fine. I didn't throw that. I only threw one inning and really he threw three, three complete game. Yeah. yeah. Right. And now he's hurt. Yeah. And, and so we stopped playing summer ball um, in our high school. Yeah. And instead what we do is we try to get all of our kids and we say, hey, we're going to make sure you're on a club team. And when they ask for my advice, the number one thing I'll say is, you know, is this just a moneymaker, number one, or is this one that's going to get you in front of the right the right eyes? And, And there's certain tournaments that are out there, and this is being the biggest of the big, in my opinion.
1: 100%.
0: That if you come out here and you perform well in front of a lot of eyes, you're just upping your chances of maybe getting that offer, regardless of level, you know, from JUCO all the way up. I just saw... Um, of Central Arizona who's a powerhouse here in the yeah. country in junior college. they're out there watching games all the way to some of the biggest the biggest uh, schools in the country. So
1: No, absolutely. And yeah. what people I think don't realize too is these are invite only events. Like not any team can just show up here yeah. and be like, "Oh yeah, well like, you know, me and three dads put this team together and yeah. we're going to we're going to come do it." No, it's teams that have been here for a long time. It's it's the te- the established, it's the establishment. It's the Blue there Bloods. Is. There you is know, a lot, it's the Blue Bloods.
0: There is a lot of teams here and a lot of them have been here. Gosh, I I started 98 was my first year with USA. And uh, a lot of the same teams are still kind of rolling in here. So a lot of them have kind of gone the way of the dodo, right? Yeah. But, but a lot of them are still here, and they just you can count on them each year. They're going to bring kids that not only are going to uh, you know, present well for us, but colleges
1: are going to have the benefit of seeing them in action against other good players. Absolutely. What advice would you give to a parent that really doesn't understand the recruitment process at all? I, I think it goes back to – um like what I just said about like no
0: knowing that uh the the way in which colleges recruit um they want to take make the best use of their time and dead periods because there's so many different little dead periods where they can't go out yeah And, and so just doing your homework and saying am I playing for a club ball team that is again going to put me in front of the right eyes uh, I think that's super important. And that's a huge part of the game. yeah. Um, and, and, and I said that earlier, I know, but I think I think that's what I tell my my parents that make sure and, and, and come to me, like I'll tell my high school kids, come to me and say and, and let me know the list of tournaments you're playing because one of them might be, able, hey, just so you know every D1 school and D2 school in the country is in a dead period in that. so you're gonna go and you're gonna get your ABs. Yeah. but if your goal is to get seen, that's not one you want to go to. But you know what? If you wait another week, and maybe it's not on that team, Yeah. but you play on this team, then maybe you can get in front of the right eyes. No, and absolutely. That. And then also the, the camp thing. I just, I just spoke to a, to a parent from Texas right before I came in here, and he was talking about, I just can't get my kid looked at and this and that. And I said, have you thought about, you know, as he's going into his senior year next year, and he's going into that fall, of every level from JUCO on up, have your son pick a couple of prospect camps and 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 take the time to go to those prospect camps um in the fall or late fall because they're all have them they get to, you get in front of their eyes at their facility you get to you get to see what the school's like and then they get their eyes on you and i can't tell you how many kids we've had that have gone to that and they're not all invite only yeah you know and you just show in front of it you, you show footwork you know in Absolutely. the infield, you swing the bat well and they might go wow That's a guy, and you'd be surprised how
1: much that works out. Well, especially for some of these schools, they're going to take a chance on you. Yeah. You know, you show an interest. They're like, you might be free. Hey, you can afford the school. We don't have to spend any money on you. You're not a huge miss if, you know, if you show up and like, oh, well, he didn't pan out or, heck, man, this kid actually did really well. He's a diamond in the rough, like you had mentioned earlier. You know, I think... Parents, number one, have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many parents, it's D1 or bust. And right. that's just not the way it should be. Right. Right? There's so many. You talk about this kid from Texas. I guarantee there's D2s out here that mm-hmm. would love to have them. But yes. he, they hear D2 and, oh, my gosh, that's no. Or, you know, Or D3. There, oh, my God. No way. There's D3s and NAIs that
0: can beat some of the division schools in Absolutely. Country.
1: Absolutely. 100%. I it, mean, some NAI schools are a bunch of D1 exactly, bounce backs or guys are. that didn't get into D1. 100%. So.
0: There's, um, there's another aspect, too, which is big, which we, we do a thing when they come in as freshmen in our high school. We talk about, you know, the importance of academics, that you picked a sport where we don't have, I think football gets 85, is that full? Yeah, full, 85 scholarship, full, or 84, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 85. Like I think it's it's 85. insane. Full rides. Yeah. Uh, and baseball gets 11.7. And you spread that out, and like in the COVID era, there was, it went from no restrictions, now it's at 40. You can have 40 on a roster. Yeah. Think about it in that way, that if your goal is, hey, i got to go Division One, that that coach has got to make a decision between 40 kids that he can keep on his roster and he's got 11.7 scholarships broken up into pieces uh, that he's got to give it to. So, what And some schools aren't enough? fully funded. Exactly, exactly. And what, and what helps you in that regard? your grades. Yeah. Because uh, the first thing that every Division One, Division Two, NCAA school asks me is, how are the grades? Because what they're asking, number one is, are they willing to work in the classroom because there's a reflection between the classroom and baseball field? That's one. And then two, is he going to help us get there with some academic money? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Pell Grants, exactly. you know, other grants yeah, or, I mean, there, or other you, scholarships. Beyond, yeah, beyond scholarships and such, you know, because the school may say, hey, this guy's a, a, a three from a 3.5 up, we can afford to... For each one of those tenth, tenths of GPA, we can give you another two grand in scholarship academic, and now baseball can come in and give you a 25%, 30%, and we can make this manageable. Absolutely. You make it so much easier on it. And you hamstring yourself. If starting as a freshman, that's when it always happens. Freshman sophomore, you tank and then try to pick it up, and you're, you're rolling in with a 2.8, 3.0 because you slacked off those first few years, you can't meet in the middle. So grades are big in that, too. On all regards, I think, and that's it. That's at most
1: levels. Just well, like, they're they're huge, in my opinion, as a coach. And we tell our guys like, you're an investment, right? And if you can show that you're you're a safe stock, yeah, you're a safe bet. We're gonna invest in you. Yep. But you know what? You might be throwing really. You might be throwing ninety five, and you know what? We're gonna take you. You have a two point five. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out. Right. But you know what? It's always that that three five guy that you know what? He's a safe bet. He, we don't have to worry about his grades in the classroom. It, it really tailors it for those coaches to, you know, put that extra effort in investing in. You. And, and you know as well as I, I mean, I
0: mean, even in high school, you know, when you got that kid who's uh, who's really diligent in the classroom, you're like, okay, you know, this is what we got to work on on the athletic side of yeah. it, and I can just not just bear down on him here. That it just become it becomes a hassle, it becomes worrisome. You know, when you got that kid who's always fluctuating, you're trying to make lineups and you don't know he's going to make it. It's just, it's really, it is, like you said, it's up in your stock on so many levels, whether on your high school team or with the way, the way it looks to colleges who might be interested in you.
1: To move back to, to advice and like, you know, helping these kids understand the process, what's the best advice you could give a 14-year-old or a 12-year-old that not only wants to one day maybe be Team USA, but also wants to play college baseball? Well, I think, you know, the...
0: The sixth tool is defined in so many different ways. You know, the five tools of baseball yeah. plus that sixth one—mental um, acumen, heart, character—I think they're all wrapped up in that sixth tool. And it's amazing if you focus on that, how much that that can kind of help you along the way. It, it's just—it's something that really I think is overlooked. I do, and and I think if we focus more on that. That part, I think, is what's going to help you really the most moving forward. Yeah, separate you. Really it separate you. Yeah, exactly.
1: I think that's. I think you're absolutely right. The it has to give people the, the hustle. It's the it's the, the little things. It's it the, is the little things. It's it's things that you know people wouldn't wouldn't notice unless. You you separated yourself yes. doing it right. If everyone's just jogging out, but you're sprinting out, like oh, we noticed that guy's hot. Exactly, hustling. exactly. You, you know, know. And, and, and out here it's really it's hot. I mean, it's a it's a mildly hot. Believe it or not, this in is the best right weather now. I've ever yeah, been. With yeah, with
0: 100, 101. and one, and. Some of these teams, it's just like the heat is getting to them. And and right or wrong, if you're not in heat stroke mode, and you're just like, I can't really handle this. I mean, some of the places around the country, whether it's humidity, whether it's, you know. Adversity. Yeah, adversity. You're going to run into that. And there's a little bit of adversity right now just because the heat. And we want to see that in these guys out here, and I guarantee you colleges do too, kids that are dogging out on the field, and they're noticing the last guy on, you know, last guy in the dugout every single in- Absolutely. inning, and that, those little things do, they do matter, and I know that every coach tries to preach that, but I, I it's just amazing the percentage, small percentage of kids that take it um, as the gospel and really, really act on it, because it's big. Like you think on the USA, Thing one of the biggest things I look for on every single team is on that character side because remember you're going out there as USA and you're going to a foreign country and all these kids are really young. I've taken as young as twelve year olds and you know you're taking them to Taiwan and and they represent they don't just represent their their city they don't just represent their state they represent their country and it's across their chest. You can't yeah. get away with it. it's on all your practice gear it's on your hats no matter where you walk. Uh, there's USA you were a billboard for it. Uh, and your character is 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 just on all the time. You get you 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 got to really realize that. So we remind him of that. Um, and that's just such a great lesson. if it's not USA, it's the same thing when you're going to when
1: you're going to college. absolutely. I mean, you're you're constantly, you know, under a spotlight. We talked to Jack Wilson, and you know he's part of been part of USA for years. His son played for team USA. He talked. It's not the best twenty. It's the right twenty.
0: Right. Exactly. Right? Talk yep. about
1: that. Talk about that philosophy because USA has kind of taken that and and ran with it because that's the right that's the right way everyone should do yeah. it. Right. Like. Yeah, I've got to
0: know Jack a little bit. Jack. Jack coaches my son plays at Grand Canyon University it's, and and it's one of his best friends Jacob Wilson. Jacob. We so, had
1: Jacob Wilson on the show and yeah. Jack on the show and both outstanding.
0: My human son beings. was was. Um, uh, watching their house and picking up their mail in the last two weeks. So, yeah, that's his claim to fame. Um, But, uh, you know, I think, like Jack said, I've heard that said, but, you know, we kind of dumb it down, but we kind of minimize it in high school to it's either the best, you know, 16, not the 16 best players, but the best 16. Or, you know, it's not the 18 best, the same thing. And, and, And those are those six tool things. Those are those things that, you know, when it comes down to it, you got somebody... Who may does may do one thing right on the field out of all the tools, but you know you're going to need that. Yeah. That's so important, and we teach that when kids first come in, because when first kids first come in, uh, we tell them, you know, know who you are. You know, you're a little guy, and you're going to a guy that's trying to trying to get you to drop and drive. You know, Danny drop and drive over there at, <laughs> at five two, one ten. Yeah, and I'm like, you're not putting yourself in the best position, and just know that at your size, we need you, but we need you to be you. Yeah. And especially like at that high school level, and a lot of kids who might be listening to this are saying, well, maybe I don't fit that mold of hitting the ball out, but how do I run the bases? How do I do that? And what good coaches will find out is those guys fit into their formula of how to win games, and it doesn't always translate to what's sadly only being seen at the, biggest, uh, the highest level, which is the long ball. Yeah. Uh, you win in so many different ways uh, in those youth levels through high school and even into college. Um, I mean, LSU bunted their four-hole guy yesterday in the college world series amazing so i mean all those little things along the way are important and 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 i don't want guys that are smaller thinner whatever uh discounted because they don't fit the mold of what they think is perfect you can get you know the the guys that fit into that formula of winning baseball games and they come in all shapes and sizes
1: and with all different talents and they can win you're absolutely right being you understanding who you are i mean and I think social media hurts some kids with that oh, because 100%. they are watching Max Clark hit a home run 500 feet, and you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, that's what's going to get me viral or that's what's going to separate me. And it's really like I had a kid you know, this last year that offensively he was okay, mm-hmm. but he was the fastest kid in the league, and he could bunt for a hit almost every time. Right. And it's like, hey, man, anytime they're going to give you that, you should take it. Yes. You know, like mm-hmm. why would you not – bat 500 – with with thirty buns, you'll you. I guarantee you'll be okay. I get kids like that all the time,
0: and they, they tend to go on. They, they kind of as they run, roll through our program, they kind of figure it out. But early early on, it's just it's like pulling teeth. I'm like, do you see the tools that you're not playing to your tools right now? Yeah. You're playing to what someone tells you your tools need to be, and 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 play to those strengths. And those things change. I mean, that's the best thing about coaching high school. Uh, kids that, you know, they come in at five, two and leave at six, two sometimes, you know, uh, they've never met the weight room before puberty hits. I mean, the changes that can go through that someone can go through. And and I encourage kids to, you know, we always want to be looking forward and growth minded people, but don't forget to check the rear view mirror because so many of those big kids who, you know, at 12 and 13 years old, who just matured quicker, a lot of them think they got it figured out. And so they stop working. And you got to realize that, hey, the great equalizer you get in the weight room, absolutely, a, and then puberty, the other great equalizer. All of a sudden, you know that that guy better be checking his rearview mirror because here you come,
1: that kid who what, you didn't know who he was in seventh and eighth grade. He keeps plugging; he's going to be there. We preach um, at our program and on the podcast and everything. Strength is the biggest separator. Yeah, if you work out is. and you get stronger, it, it doesn't matter your size; you're going to separate yourself. Yeah,
0: it's a strong man's game now. Whether you want to, you know, you know, some, I mean. Things change. Absolutely. You can you know, complain about it or, you know, you can make your way through it in, in the best way possible. And strength is huge. I mean, there, you, got, you have college teams that lift routinely on game days. Yeah. I, I mean, I played college baseball in the 90s and that was like, no way you were going <laughs> to do that. And now it's like regular. It's just like the weight room is a must. And the sooner you can get them going on that in high school, that's another thing I would tell kids. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's a separator in itself.
1: For sure, it's yeah, a mindset, and, and it, it builds team bonding. It, it, it's just such an amazing thing when when that program buys into the weight room because 100%. there's still old school coaches that, just like you said, don't believe in the weight room or like we're not lifting on game days or we're not lifting, you know, during spring or, or right. whatever it may be. And I feel like that's just such a mistake because well, it's
0: a mistake too because because you're not you're not aware of what's really going to happen when they go to college because there is not a college program in this country at any level who doesn't lift like me. Yeah. There's just not. Yeah. So you're, it doesn't you're, matter you're the level, keeping a kid back. Yeah. If you do, you're not preparing them for what they could be. Um, it, it, you can have your feelings on it, but you're holding a kid back. If you, if you don't talk to them about nutrition and strength and, and getting ready, because those things are coming. If that is their goal and
1: you don't promote that. So, Yeah, no, it's you're absolutely right. 100%. And some parents are scared. Oh, my kids. You know he's he's not strong enough to lift, and it's like he'll be he'll be okay. You right. Know? Just exactly. The first couple of weeks he's gonna be sore, and that's yeah. okay. It's okay. It's you're not injured, you're sore. Right. You'll be fine. A little lactic acid buildup. Well, my, my my
0: son in seventh and eighth grade, it was just all body weight stuff and yeah. and things that were you know working with bands, working with like uh, what are they? TRX the straps Absolutely. or whatever and stuff. It was mostly that, and then as he rolled in his freshman, year, more weights. And the cool thing was, as much as I kept telling it, he himself fell in love with. Absolutely. Weight, weight, and he still loves lifting, and he got really physical. And it really changed him as a baseball player uh, throughout high school and about his, his own his own self-worth, you know. Absolutely. He, and, that, and that wasn't even baseball side. That was lifting. That was a huge benefit, not just how it helped him on the field, that people also should be preaching because if college is their goal, that's a big thing to advise. That's large. what you
1: see in California. You see the private schools, Mission League, Trinity League, you know, Jay Sarah's, Harvard mm-hmm. Westlakes, you know, those guys – Big in the weight room, right? Yes. The, the The public schools that do lift, big in the weight room, they're very successful. Right. It's the teams that don't lift and don't do things. They, they're they just middle of the road. They average out. They peter out. And, yeah, they might have a kid, one right. or two, that, that play at the next level, but it's really tough for a majority of those kids to right. be successful later on. Exactly. Exactly. I want to now talk about Arizona baseball. Okay. Right? I mean, you've been a high school coach for 17 years. Right. Um you're you've won everything you've done everything you know we're from california and and i'm a big you know when we think of when i think arizona high school baseball i think chandler Mm -hmm. i think hamilton yeah you know i think now basha yeah um talk to us about the high school landscape and and you know there's so much talent out here as well yeah it's amazing yeah i think we're we're
0: about five miles from from hamilton so we play them every year yeah uh at all levels there's really competitive teams. But predominantly I would say five A, six A, mostly six A in that South Chandler area where we're at. We're yeah. in we're in South Tempe, we're half in South Tempe, half in Chandler. And then that whole area out there is just it has it's going on probably about twenty five, thirty years of growth, mm-hmm. just a ex- growth explosion. And there's something about the baseball in that area and kind of out in this area, too. It's like the opposite corners, the extreme northwestern corner out here. Yeah. Scottsdale is also tough in the northeast and then drop down to Southeast Valley uh, down there. And there is just so many good teams down there. And I just think um, everybody does it a little different on how much they play and how they go about it. But um, the weather definitely helps. Absolutely. The weather definitely helps. And the competition level of baseball has become really, really strong in Arizona. it, yeah, has. it has.
1: Now, six A is obviously the highest. It's the division one for in California. It's, Correct. it's opposite. Correct. Um, seeing the how you are you seeing the influx of California families coming into because Phoenix has absolutely blown up. Chandler's blown yes. up uh, with with people moving into that state or in, yeah. into Arizona. Are you seeing the effects now, or do you think it's going to be later on? We're going to see that. I um. We definitely hear about it mm-hmm. for sure. We're hearing about tons of people
0: from California, whether it be for you know cost of living things or or uh, politics. Absolutely, you know what yeah. you know what it, that there's a lot of people coming to uh, Arizona from California. I'd heard my um, next door neighbor told me that um, I think it was four four families in the last year have moved into our neighborhood. We're kind of a close knit community, and just from California, so it definitely is ha- is happening. We haven't we haven't seen any. In our program, nor have I seen it like at a Hamilton or anything that I've really noticed. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. Sure, that I've really noticed uh, in the baseball landscape as much yet, but definitely in that area, we're getting pretty large influx. Of what we're hearing right
1: now—that's great. I yeah. mean, I think that's gonna you know boost the baseball as well, and exactly. not only that, it's this this it, these programs have great facilities. They do, and and just. You know, th- we don't hear about it though. We right. hear about the J. Sarah, we hear about the Harvard Westlake, Notre Dame. Yeah. You know the 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 school IMG Academies yes. and things like that. But every year, a, a Arizona school goes to North Carolina for yeah. for that tournament exactly, and and competes extremely well. Right. Right. So. It's it's uh, the competition has upped so much.
0: I think also, um, very solid club teams have gone out and. I think gone out of their comfort zone, just playing in Arizona and played other places. And, uh, they've been found by USA baseball too. Cause there's yeah. been a lot of kids that have over the years played for USA baseball too, and come back and say, wow, that's, that's a good conduit to me getting seen and then going down the line and maybe playing college or professional baseball. And it's just up the ante and high school baseball here is, uh, phenomenal. This past year we had Jay Sarah in, we had orange Lutheran in, um, we had a team at Hoover High School from Alabama yeah. came in. Uh, Bishop Verrat from Florida came in, and we played this huge super tournament, and, man, was it fun. But it was loaded. That's what loaded. it's about, yeah. And we're going to do it next year in California, I think. That's going to be great. But, um, yeah, and the Arizona teams, I mean, it's, I mean, it's back and forth. It's not, you know, we go in there just to get beat up by these
1: guys. We're hanging in there, and it's a battle royale between all those states. So many good programs. No, 100%. And, you know, it's just – you know, you see it. You see it on the the, you know, PBRs and the and the perfect game list. You got yeah. these guys from Hamilton and these schools all over the place. But I, I just feel like sometimes they don't get the notoriety because they're not California right. or, or Florida or, right. or Texas or whatever it may be. But yeah, no, there's some great baseball out here, and there's some great teams in this tournament that, that are is. from Arizona. You know, so it, it's, it's really fun to watch the depth. The
0: depth in all of those states you mentioned is the big difference. What yeah. I've learned with USA baseball is, growing up, I'm like. Do they even play baseball in Minnesota, Wisconsin? And they do because I'm telling you, with you one thing USA baseball has taught me is maybe they don't have the depth yeah. of teams and players, but there are dudes in every state. Absolutely. And I have learned that. And if you watch the draft and you watch really specifically where players are coming from, yeah, there's a ton coming from California, but then you'll see a guy from Jersey, Michigan, and some of the there is baseball and baseball in America, I feel is in a really good state of play right now and uh and it's all over it yeah. really is there's a there's a team here from minnesota that's really really good and i i got i just i'm thinking like a kid right now that these kids are going oh we're playing that minnesota team and they just get their clock cleaned
1: yeah because <laughs> that team yeah. is tough but that's you know what that's they're why you good. come out here right to, yeah to, to play the best yep. and that's exciting i'm excited i want to see him now now yeah. that you told me that i they're, want to see their tough team so um we call it the last three outs okay Three questions. They're the hardest ones you're going to get. Oh, boy. All right. Favorite food? Favorite
0: food. I, I'd have to go, even though I'm a little bit gluten, let's just call it intolerant, <laughs> I love pizza. Pizza's great. I love pizza. Favorite movie? Oh, geez, Forrest Gump. I mean, I teach pop culture, so yeah. I'm talking about my favorite movie yeah. all the time. There I it love is. Yeah. everything about Forrest so Gump. So you're a Dr. Pepper Jesus. fan, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I love Dr. <laughs> Pepper. Yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> favorite baseball player? Alive, dead, and anyway.
0: uh you know, growing up, I was a I was a huge Ted Williams guy. And a lot of that had to do with just his background of selflessness being being taking off time to go serve in two different wars to go be a I mean you know he wasn't yeah, taking absolutely. time off to be a clerk. He took time off to go be a yeah. pilot. Fighter pilot, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and um May And own, in action too, not yeah. like just like hey, I'm here for the photos. Like, exactly. and, and and I think, uh, you know, he probably would own every... If he played all those years, True. he might own every record. It, it could be that. Uh, I would say definitely modern day. I'm... You know, I was, I, I was a little broken hearted in the tower today. These kids were talking a little bit, and I, and I didn't open up his but I'm a big Mike Trout fan. I really am a big Mike Trout fan. And, and I I love how people are doubting him these days. All of a sudden, a lot of people are kinda, I know. He
1: has one one tough month and people are like like, oh my god sorry
0: he spent time with his family and wasn't exactly just rip-roaring ready for the um world baseball classic and didn't blow your doors off you know but i just i love the way he goes about his business absolutely i love the way he handles himself i love everything about him he's always you know he's a he's a, a guy that i can take my players and just go hey you might not work like this in your swing or whatever but watch the way he handles himself and plays. And that's when it all comes down to it. That's what I'm paying attention to anymore
1: as a high school coach and leader. Coach, amazing leader you are. Amazing winner. We're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. I know you're super swamped. You're, you're doing everything this week, you <laughs> know, with this task force. But truly, thank you so much for taking the time to, to hang with us. Absolutely, Absolute pleasure. And, and I, I love
0: what you guys are doing. I think it's, it's a huge need. I appreciate in the youth it. community today.
1: This is the baseball playground. Like, follow, and subscribe.